1: Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Opal. Drohta Dandok and Cavan. Discover the all-new Opal Maka, featuring Opal's iconic new signature visor, stunning Opal pure panel, and a choice of petrol, diesel,
0: or fully electric. The new Opal Maka is less normal, more makka. Visit Blackstone Welcome to Tuesday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. I am glad to tell you, I bear tidings of great joy, Miss Louise, and to everybody in Late lunchland. Land, there is a heat wave on the way. There is. To Spain. You can, no, 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 no. Please, please listen to the guru of weather. <laughs> there is good weather. It's starting today. It's imminent, uh, especially in this neck of the woods here. It's going to get warmer, drier as the week goes on. And we're going to feel the heat in our bones. So you can get rid of those. One, two, three. Three it Three layers. <laughs>
1: today it was four yesterday so you're right it is getting
0: warmer i
1: took the fleece jacket off today
0: (laughs) anyway good news folks the weather is improving we start on a real upbeat note today and you know we if you were listening to the ads just a moment ago the Borgosh energy ad says if you're a socks and sandals person and this must have put it into my head because louise (laughs) despite the cold and everything the other day guess who i saw Socks and sandals man Oh Oh my god almighty And
1: worse still still White socks and sandals Oh
0: well They weren't white these ones Unless they were just used A little bit too much Or something But is there anything worse Is is there anything worse In the world Than a socks or sandals man Is there
1: Yes Oh What a man with crusty toes wearing sandals <laughs> and no socks.
0: Oh well listen, you, <laughs> I, I <laughs> have to big say
1: toenails that haven't been cut in about six months <laughs> and they're all yellowy black and oh uh,
0: No, thick no, no Louise. That's the unnatural look. And we have to take that in the sandals no, without the, the socks. I'd rather socks. Oh no Louise. I
1: socks. and I mean that's oh, no. socks is a no-no, oh, but, no no, but like crust no. I'd vomit. <laughs> fusty toes
0: fusty toe man oh my god when I saw this fella I just thought to myself oh surely that day is gone like you know yesteryear it was religious orders wore the sandals you know summer Mm. time of the year barefooted as well you wouldn't see and barefoot in the sandals I think is okay but um, ladies love sandals yes ladies wear sandals you
1: never see a woman wearing
0: socks with sandals no never never never. You it's it's
1: it's men. But it's women do pedicures. I don't think men do pedicures.
0: No, you're tr- very true. Ladies look after the feet and they look well and it's part and parcel of their garb as well. But I have to say today, is there a socks and sandals man listening to us today? <laughs> Hello, socks and sandals man. We only want to slag the why you know you what out here. would wear socks with sandals? Why would you? Exactly. Why would you? Because the does, sweat.
1: Yeah, does your feet get all sweaty and then the sandals get sticky? Is that a man thing? Is that why you do it?
0: But if you put the socks on should the sweat in the socks you might as well but throw them in. But
1: oh. you won't get stuck uh, You the sandals.
0: You might not but you'd want a multi-pack of white socks because you might just throw them in the bin when you're finished with them. It's as simple as that. The idea of sandals is to let the air at your feet. Yes isn't it? That's the concept. Socks. Socks. Let the air at your socks. (laughs) Stop on my. There's nobody. I bet you there's nobody will admit that they're a socks and sandals man or they're married or living with a socks and sandals man. i have a bet with you. Nobody will contact us. Absolutely nobody. They'd be too ashamed to let Mm -hmm. us know. 086-1800-658. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. So
1: where do you stand then with the socks and trainers, like long
0: socks. With and runners. Oh, no. Long socks and runners. Oh, nearly as bad as socks and sandals. <laughs> Just maybe number two in the charts, with I have to say. Shorts or jeans? Uh, like, would you
1: get away with tracksuit bottoms with long socks?
0: Yes. But when you're, you, you, you know, no, no. the boy in the shorts with the long, the knee socks <laughs> yeah. and the runners oh, in the name of God, you have to say backward, backward, entirely backward. There's somebody standing by. I want to bring in the conversation with us because she knows about fashion. She's the M&S fashion consultant in Drogheda. I'm delighted to say hello to her again. Lisa Smith, afternoon. Hi Jerry. hi Louise, how are you? We are all good here, what do you make of what we're chatting about? Is it a, uh, a signal for you if you see somebody in the socks I'm, and I'm sandals? I'm
3: laughing here at suppose. <laughs> hilarious It's so true what you say, like so- your feet are supposed to breathe So you should be wearing your sandals without your socks But the amount of men that do that is unreal So you're going to get lots of texts in Jerry. trust me I was styling one of the lads this weekend, only in work, it's very strange you call me today and I haven't styled a man in so long and I said, Surely to God in my head like I'll not have to tell him about socks or he comes out of the changing room with the check shorts, the T shirt and these big long now can't I say they weren't even white socks, they were blue socks <laughs> and I went, Norbert, get back in there quickly. <laughs> You need to check out the video. It's super cool, though. We changed some, and Just looking at his energy vibe, like some men are brilliant at styling themselves and some aren't. He's walking around first in his uniform, so dull, and then, of course, I'm saying things behind the camera to make him laugh as well, but the difference in him with the... Stylish top and yeah. the jeans, and he was just buzzing with the energy. He was like, "Thank you so much." Yes, delighted so, with
0: it. So look, so, at it. you you can you can work your magic, and and it's just a little bit of expertise brings so much with. So he came out uh, with with runners on and and socks up to his just below his knees, or 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 uh, you know halfway down. Where were he they?
3: Said to me, they would have went up above his knee. He said, it's "Okay, fine." I pulled them down. I was like, "No, <laughs> they need to come off."
0: <laughs> That's the socks. <laughs> she's talking about there. Now, the socks. Anyway, uh, the, the, is uh, you know when you're on holidays or I'm on holidays and you, you wear the shorts, my chicken legs come out once a year whenever I get away. But um, you know the little socks that just come round the bone of your ankle? They're just really in the runner.
3: They're the ones that's perfect. You wouldn't wear them with sandals either, though. No, no. Um, no. Like, that's honestly why sandals were invented. And that's why we love summer. Like, why put your socks on? Summer's the best time. Spring, summer. Let the air at your feet. Just have the feet looking well. Unless some people have awful feet and that's the only reason they're doing yes. that. Yes. Right?
0: So you think you... Now, hold on a minute. I thought the guy I saw the other day was absolutely the exception. You disagree. You say there's lots of people wear the socks and the sandals.
3: Oh, Jerry, trust me. I'm dealing with men lost in there. <laughs> and I'll tell you. <laughs> I was just uh, saying there as well, like we see... They come in, they shop with me maybe €400, €500 Euro, and they'll say, see you next year. Louise has a great story there about a suit, Louise. You need
0: to tell that one. Come on, tell us, tell us.
1: <laughs> I, I was just go. I was just telling Lisa that when I was getting married, my father, God rest him, said, oh, I'm not buying a new suit. I'll wear the one I wore for your sister's mm. wedding, which was about 15, 20 years <laughs> beforehand. So my mother was going, no, you get, you're getting a suit. No, I'm not paying out to get a suit to wear once. That's it. So... She said, it won't fit you anyway. You're too fat. So he said, I'm going on a diet. And he was 80. And it was really looking as if he was losing weight and he was going to fit into this suit. And my mother was mortified. It was a kind of a grey, almost shiny suit. You know, that was yes. kind of when it yes. was in fashion way back. And um, so my mother was kind of dreading, oh my God, he's looking like he's going to fit into this suit.
0: So she snuck
1: the suit out and brought it to the dressmakers and said, take it in. And she got it taken in that even if he lost 10 stone, he'd never fit into it. So he had to get a new suit. And he was like, right, that's it. No more suits. I'll be buried in that. (laughs)
0: that's brilliant though fair (laughs) to to your mother I have to admire her well done Patsy that was very very clever indeed but look by extension let's talk about a little more than the socks and sandals and Lisa nobody's telling me I'm looking at my text here they're not oh hold on a minute hold on a minute uh, I'm going I'm to read this one now in a second. If you are a socks and sandals man or if you're uh, living with somebody who is let us know please 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text but look at by extension this uh, conversation broadened with myself and, and Louise, Lisa and can I tell you a few things that I, now I would never wear sandals, number one and socks and sandals well that's not going to happen but can I tell you a few things that I would never wear, Lisa? we love to hear it. Okay, so I will never wear corduroys corduroy. i presume corduroy is gone as well history
3: no no definitely not we have the whole rail of corduroy in oh there. no yeah. have you have you
0: yeah i'm getting oh, shivers now i'm getting shivers <laughs> i wouldn't wear i have i don't own a pair of pajamas i never will these do lovely pjs i presume you do the lovely pajamas. pjs never I had had a pair pa- never no never least. never never will wear them and listen don't ever that's put very me. Very dangerous, Jerry. Not going to <laughs> bed
3: now with your pyjamas
0: on. Let me tell you. <laughs> Listen, me boxes and t-shirt. Uh, t-shirt is perfect. Anyway, slippers. If I am ever seen in a pair of slippers, it's the end of the road for Jerry Kelly. I have to say, I don't Aww. have slippers. Never have. Never wore them. Never will. Lisa, what do you think of me?
3: No, that's like the slippers. Now would get me because I'd be thinking that's the first thing I love to do when I come in in the evening is pop on my slippers, right, and relax. Okay. Well, I suppose, see, well, I'd be getting up and going back out to the garden and stuff, so you'd want, and instead of just, like, I'd either have, like, no, I love my slippers. Yes. I'd have my sliders now in the summer. Yeah. For down the garden, but no, love my slippers. The one you said about the core dry, this is a good one, so... I had a gentleman a good few months ago, he came in to me and he was buying t shirts. And this is crazy. Now, I don't know if many men do this, but I found this crazy. And I said, he said, I'm just buying um, a whole new stack of jeans and trousers. I need them. And he says, I won't be throwing out the old ones. And I said, Oh, really? What will you do with them? I cut them in up for shorts. I said, Oh. So then he has his shorts from his old jeans. That he cuts. Just li- and I said, Do you leave them in to get
0: them tailored? No, I just get the scissors and cut across. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Isn't that one brilliant, like? Cotton eye Joe. Yes, absolutely. That not, like, I, I love it. Louise, Louise, come in here. There's something you said you wouldn't wear either. Come on, tell us. The trousers.
1: Oh, velvet trousers, was it? Yes. I got a pair when I was about 10. I remember my mother got a dressmaker to make me a brown pair and my cousin a grey pair of velvet <laughs>
0: <laughs> crazy um, oh, horrendous, like Lisa! What do you think? Is she right? She'll never wear them. She just never ever could put them on since that time.
3: You see, once you have something like that in your head, that's it. Like you won't do it.
0: So mm.
3: I'm you the get same the with big hairbands. That's my like pet. Like so, I have like sticky out ears, and I think as a child, you know, people would say, "Oh, her ears stick out," and I don't know why. But my mom always put a hairband on me, and it made them look. Worse. Yes. so I cannot wear a hairband like
0: I just thought oh <laughs> I, love <laughs> with me. It. I love it but his velvet trousers as Louise says are, are they a thing in the fashion world no. today oh no. yeah
3: every Christmas really? you would get your velvet oh my god we had um I don't know if you saw like there was like the royal blue velvet was massive last year really? and who was it Sarah Jessica Parker had it on at I think it was oh. it was a stunning one she had it with like a jumpsuit if you Google it, you'll see it was stunning on her. Velvet is, velvet does come back. Not as much as, like, yes. your regular bits, but... Mm. And, I you know... know if you man's velvet, like the men's, uh, the velvet jackets are very popular. Yes, what was that. the
0: fellow in the movie with the glasses? I can't think of him, is it? Uh, uh, saves the World or something. It was a spoof on James Bond. He was all into his velvet as well. The other thing we were just chatting in the office, um, Louise loves our flares. Flares back? Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah, Louise was actually saying yes. that to me. were not you?
0: that
3: and mm. So she's going to pop down, mm. and I'm going to show her some of
1: the lovely flares that we have. In I did put on. I I got a pair that I had twenty years ago, and I put them on me, and I was ready to rock in here to Jerry into the into mm-hmm. the studio. And my eleven year old daughter says, uh, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> and I said, "These." I says, "They're both the flares." And she goes, "You're not wearing them. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> and, going anywhere with you." And I said, "But they're all in fashion." And she went, "They're not." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny
3: you should say that because even what I do, like with work and stuff, my daughter is fourteen, Holly, and I had they were like a royal blue. You remember the Spice Girl kind of silly bottoms Yes. Yeah. So we we only got them in last year from the Good Move range, but I was saying they're too good to wear walking, so I put them on and like that I was going, and she goes, "Oh my God, man, where are you going?" <laughs> and she, I said, "Oh, we're just going." I am not going anywhere with you <laughs> dressed like that. <laughs> I, mean, I said, Holly, you know I do fashion shows, but well, that's not fashionable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love your daughters. I think I'm with both <laughs> girls on this one, I have to say. The other thing, shell tracksuits are back, Lisa. Yes, that's. they were similar to the
3: shells. Yes. They were more of the flare. There was no Jack of Shell tracksuits are back. But do you not find nowadays, like if we were out about ten, fifteen years ago, and you saw somebody walking, like you go, "Oh my god, what are they wearing?" But nowadays, everything just goes, doesn't it? Like mm. nothing would su- would surprise you. Yes. There's people that you see them in crazy colours, but they get it so right, and then there's people that get it so wrong.
0: Yeah, and and you know, just to say about you, and it's something Louise uh, mentioned to me. Uh, Runners with a dress—you wear them a lot, I know—in your oh, in, I, in your in your yeah, styling, I mean, it, and that's a thing years ago, isn't it, Louise? It would have
1: been a no-no years ago. Now they wear it to weddings and everything, don't they? Lisa? Yeah, I would. they do. I definitely and brides do it wear wedding, them. But it's so comfy, and it's a great way of upselling a dress
3: as well, because for the runner type lady, and then. If you're just going to wear it casually, like it's, it's brilliant. And then even with the men now, they're wearing trainers with their suits to weddings. Yeah. Mm. Have you noticed that with shorter trousers? I, I think I'm definitely an old fashioned lady. I like to see a man dressed properly in a suit. Mm. I don't buy that whole, I don't mind the boat shoe, but the trainer and them halfway up, like three quarter length suit trousers, it doesn't go.
0: Mm. So, Austin was Powers. Just at
3: the wedding, by the way, Jerry. You yeah. Ten
0: out of ten for me. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're very kind. But we, I, I have to say, they picked well uh, Sarah and Kieran for for her, their recent wedding, and the suits were lovely. I love I oh, love blue foil. anyway.
3: Everybody, the girls and the yes. It was fabulous.
0: Yes. Oh God, good job you mentioned them. I'd go home and I'd be I'd be strangled. <laughs> there you are, I'm only thinking of the of the boys and the color. But it, it did. The, the The bridesmaids were beautiful, and the the whole matching colors and everything. But I I think you're right. It, it it's really great to look uh, smart at a wedding at a, at a, on occasions like that. Austin Powers was the movie I was thinking of the with the velvet, Powers, Lisa. Yeah, that was the, the one. I, a listener uh, let me know there. Thank you very much indeed. Um, so, you know, isn't it interesting? Anything goes. Is there anything, anything goes, that you yeah. wouldn't like to see back, Lisa?
1: Me? Yeah, like yeah, ruff, I, ruffle um, skirts or rara skirts or
3: <laughs> yeah and do you remember the jackets and they I think they are coming back slowly they were called the naff jackets they were like a, a it was like a bomber jacket but they were more of a cheaper looking jacket and I think they're coming back but not so much in the shell but more in the material mm. but I was never keen on them or the carpet jackets do you remember the carpet jackets? Mm, no. So they were like this crazy oh, yeah, in the 90s and it was, you'd go up to all the markets and you'd be there, oh, which one will I, like they'd have crazy like green rugs. colours. Yes. Yeah. It was like wearing a rug and I just used to, and everybody had one and I didn't jump on the bandwagon out. <sighs> I think I did, Mom did get me one of the bomber jackets I wasn't mad about. And I do like a bomber jacket. Yeah. It was just crazy the way the sleeves were on it. They were all made so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't like to see them
0: coming back. When we went to school, of course, the duffel coat, you know, the duffel, and it's a fashion yeah. item now, so it is, but everyone had their duffel coat for the winter. I don't know how, uh, you know, in terms of keeping in heat or how good they were or weren't. And the other one, is that what you're, it's a different type of jacket. You know the one with the hood with the fake four on it? Do you know the the, the jacket yeah. I was talking about? Yeah. Everyone in school had one of those. South
4: Park. Uh, yeah. South Park. Know, yeah. Park. Y-
0: you know those? We all had them. It was like you were uh, living in Russia. I shouldn't even be saying that with state issue, and everybody had the same jacket as well. God, when I think of those days, my word! I think
3: that's what it is as well, because you remember everybody had one. Yes, you know, and, and yes. when something came out back then, it was like you had to go and get it, didn't you?
0: Yeah, you did. You did. You well, had I don't to... know
3: about some people, like, but we couldn't keep up, like with the Joneses, which are Nike an runners and that. But I remember that the like, <laughs> fake pair came in the green ones in Duns, and oh my God, I think. Every second person in school had them. We were delighted, but your sure, people would say they're not the real ones. We didn't care.
0: Oh you know? my, my memories, memories, and of course we had no online shopping then. You had a limited choice as well, and everybody wore the same. My God, it's come on such a waste. since the then. And the
1: shoulder pads,
0: mm. are they
3: back? Yeah. Are yeah, they yeah, sh- well, shoulder pads. We have them in a lot of blazers, Louise. Like, and um, um, a few of our blouses would have them. Mm. You know, you'd find a lot of people would get that for for weddings or maybe a more formal style. Yes. You know, and the cuffs, cuffs for men now that we're on about men today, the amount of of men that come in just looking for their cuffs back, for their shirts and their suits, you know, it's lovely to see. Yeah. And then, I had a guy going to a wedding there three weeks ago and, He was so doubtful. He was a real doubtful Thomas. He's like, are you sure this matches? I said, no, I promise this is picking up, the tie is picking up the check on your trouser. And he was like, oh, thanks. He must have went in about three or four times and came back out. He was so unsure. But I have a son like that and he's so... So, like, he'd be fairly pretty, like, and yeah. he doubts himself so much for everything. Mm. You know, I'm like, that's lovely on you. <laughs> I think some, some of the men are like, is it okay? Like, us women, we just go and do it. Like, we wouldn't. Well, back in the day, I probably wouldn't, but now I wouldn't care what people thought of what I wore. Yeah. But. Men are different. I think they play it safe a lot of them too.
0: Well, you know, I think of my poor mother Mary Lau the Mercer and my father Brendan that both gone to the eternal re- reward. But you mentioned once a year, you I think it was you mentioned it, Lisa, when a man comes in and he, he buys for the year. Well my yeah. father used to do that once or twice a year, but listen to this. He never <laughs> went to the shop. He'd send me mother down and she'd come back with so many jackets, so many suits, so many trousers. They'd be fitted on at home. He'd take his pick. The poor woman would bring them back, buy what he wanted and leave the rest (laughs) back. Brady's shop in West Street. My God almighty, when you think of it. A belt of a sock he'd get today and a sock from a sandal it'd be, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, Jerry, that still goes on. Does it? It does, yes. I have lots of people that come in and they buy all the holiday bits for... For the husband while he's at home, and then they say we're going to be bringing loads back because our policy is brilliant, obviously. But they're they're away home with the whole lot, and sure he won't come down. It's hard to get him down, never mind get him. <laughs> so they bring the bag home, let them try it on, and then they come back. Uh... With it.
0: There and you that go.
3: whole see you, in, see you next year, that
0: still happens. <laughs> Isn't that just something else? I thought it was consigned uh, to history. Just before you go, afternoon, Jerry. I'm getting plenty of messages here. I'll be back to the socks as well. There's nobody admitting, well, Brendan's admitting he wears them, but for a reason. But very few admitting that they're wearing the socks with the sandals. I knew this. They'd be too embarrassed to tell me. Come on, tell me. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or Text. Last one. Afternoon, Jerry. I hate the tank tops coming back. Tank tops, Lisa.
3: Yeah, time tops are good. It just depends on, like, Oh God, I don't want to sound like bad saying this but I think you have to be fit enough to wear a tank top.
0: Alright, well said.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you look like a tank if you don't fit into the top. You said it, Jerry, the bottom no, line, folks. <laughs> simple as that. Listen, you've been a blast. Thank you so much for joining us. We started with oh, the socks and you. sandals. We've gone round the fashion world. Lisa will look after you. Lisa Smith, fashion consultant with M&S and 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 right. She's brilliant. Men are ladies thank and you. check her out on Instagram and online as well. God bless you. Thanks for Joining us.
5: Ah, good talking to you both. You Have a lovely too. day. You
0: too. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Isn't she lovely? Back to the socks and sandals in a moment. Thank you, indeed, Mary. Lovely to hear from you. Hi, Jerry. I loved your beautiful trimit- tribute. Tribute. Let me say that again, Jerry. I loved your beautiful tribute to Bomber Murphy yesterday. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. And Louise, we got some lovely messages uh, about uh, the little story I told about the bomber on the bus and more besides. Yes, a Gary Murphy. May he rest in peace and. We got some lovely reaction mm. back. Wayne, thank you very much. Sent us the most beautiful. Wayne Harding sent us the most beautiful message yeah. this morning. And On I've, his
1: way to the airport, uh, he'll yeah, miss the funeral. He
0: will miss it. And yeah. I got lots of others as well uh, from people in the Celtic family and beyond. And I was delighted to mention him and remember him. Yeah, He's he gone. he seemed to
1: be a really, oh, really, really nice guy. Do, do, Unique.
0: do you know what he was? A gentle man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A gentle man but he was. But full of fun. Ah. Oh character to beat the band. He, he really was. Thank you for all the kind words. Now Brendan's on from Longford. sake. Jerry it's alright for you to have a good laugh at the socks and sandals. I have very bad veins in my legs. I have to wear special socks up to my knees all the time. Wear the sandals in the summer uh, when it's warm. Nothing I uh, can do, says Brendan Longford and Liam, Liam O'Neill thank you. Jerry just a point that people uh, are missing out on is that medical conditions can cause people to wear socks like mm. diabetes and we accept that. Yeah. We accept that and we understand that as well and we're not poking fun at any like that at all but you know those people don't have the conditions and they wear them as well and that's what we're getting at today uh, and, and we do understand and thank you indeed for getting in touch with us on the show <laughs> anyway Katrina you keep at your mammy about them flares, Katrina. Are you listening to me today? <laughs> you keep at your mammy about those. Emma. And you heard Lisa as well, the same thing. But seriously, they are. They're coming back. That's, they are that's back. That's the way, you know, the fashion circle. Yeah, they are back. It goes round, doesn't it? It does go round. It really does, you know. I
1: will. I will get, I'll send her off to school one day, come back and change and then wear the in. And <laughs> <laughs> collect her from school. <laughs>
0: Amanda's on to say, oh, Jerry, I'm so enjoying today's show. She's in sunny Kells and sunny it's going to be, as I said, all over. After two on Late Lunch, Sandra Higgins is joining us. She's uh, MD of Go Vegan World and from Eden Farmed Animal Sanctuary uh, in County Meath. And she's disputing claims made in a new book uh, by Jane Buxton called The Great Plant-Based Con. I'm looking forward to catching up with Sandra after two. But we're heading towards news and weather top of the hour two o'clock on your late lunch but the boys are back in town they certainly are but not in their socks and sandals please please
2: now
0: moving on on late lunch this afternoon jane buxton Uh, An ambassador for the Real Food campaign in the UK, which promotes animal agriculture, has published a book recently called The Great Plant-Based Con. And she questions an awful lot around the vegan, the vegetarian, vegan movement. And of course, on our doorstep here in the northeast lives a wonderful woman. She's managing director of Go Vegan World and Eden Farmed Animal Sanctuary, which I had the pleasure to visit in the past. And she's with me on the line today. Sandra Higgins, it's been too long. Hello. Hello, oh, Terry!
4: How are you? It has been too
0: long. It has. I'm great uh, and I'm delighted to chat to you again today. Look, um, to kick this off, this new book has been published and uh, she's questioned a lot of what you stand for and you have now responded. Let me begin with this. People, she says, do not go vegan. You said, I beg your pardon. Uh, people don't uh, go vegan for the environment. Neither do they go vegan for their personal help, Health, it runs deeper than this, Sandra.
4: It does indeed. Uh, Well, a lot of people, not only Jane Buxton, confuse a plant-based diet with veganism. Um, People go vegan because we recognise that other animals have feelings and that their lives matter to them and that we don't have uh, a right to use them as our resources. So we don't have a a right to breed them, exploit them and kill them. But part of being vegan, and a very large part of it, is that we eat one hundred percent plant diet. So this is where the confusion comes in.
0: And, and you know, she, con- she uh, building on that, right? One hundred percent. She's saying she also says, which is uh, uh, an interesting contention, that it's tr- be, by being you want to be virtuous, virtuous people in this world.
4: Well, you know, it's. A- very often used when when you want to undermine the other person's argument to accuse them of virtue signalling but far from calling attention to ourselves what most vegans are doing is calling attention to others to the plight of the billions of animals who are unnecessarily bred and exploited and killed every year, as well as the the, the very broken system that we are using as humans to meet our needs and the impact that this is having on other human lives and on on the environment, uh, including climate change.
0: She also questions, you know, which you've heard many times in the past, and you'll hear this, that supplementation is necessary when you are exclusively on a plant-based diet. She criticises the new nutritional aspect of living a life that's dairy and meat-free.
4: Well, you know, I would encourage all your listeners to get their information on nutrition from somebody who's qualified to speak about it. So that's a registered dietitian. And for anybody who's interested in going vegan, and I hope that the vast majority of your listeners are interested, you know, for their own sake and the sake of the, of the environment in eating a predominantly plant-based, if not 100% plant-based diet, that information needs to come from a registered dietitian with an interest in plant-based nutrition. Uh, Jane Buxton is a management consultant, so she's not really qualified to advise. But all the, all the major world dietetics associations have declared that 100% plant diet is nutritionally adequate at all stages of life. Now, we, you know, the, if you go into any supermarket, Jerry, or any pharmacy, the shelves are indeed groaning with. With supplements. Mm. But most of those supplements have animal products in them, so they're not suitable for vegans. So vegans are not the ones creating a market for the supplements. Mm. Uh, there are you know, you you can eat fortified food. Like, we all eat fortified. We've all grown up eating fortified food because since the, the Second World War, um, the, the, the foods that people eat most days are fortified with nutrients, essential yes. nutrients that we might otherwise miss. And a lot of plant-based foods are also fortified in this way. So if you have a good bit of variety in your diet, it's predominantly whole foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds, pulses, um, and you're using these fortified foods, then mm. you should be fine. Mm. But we we do have to be careful. And if your diet is not up to par, and, you know, lots of us are very busy, um, you know, we can go for a couple of days or, you know, a couple of weeks not eating that well, yes. maybe eating a little bit more processed food than we should. Um, what's wrong with taking a supplement? So the animals, animal foods, the animal agricultural industry, they supplement the diets of the animals. That's how, how those nutrients are present in a lot of animal foods. Like we run a sanctuary, as you mentioned, Gerry. Um, and we see the animals are not just living on grass. Uh, anybody who's a little bit underweight or very young or old gets fed supplements. And I have the bags in front of me here and they're, all the food is fortified. You know, yes. calcium. The, the the farmers spread spread lime on the land. That's how because the land is deficient in calcium. Uh, most of the B twelve manufactured in the world, as far as I'm aware, is manufactured for the animal agricultural industry. Mm. I mean, on my bag in front of me now, that the the food is supplemented with vitamin A, vitamin g three, trace elements, iron, calcium, selenium. So that's why it's in the animal food. So what's wrong with taking a supplement? It, there was a study done in Ireland uh, only a few years ago in Trinity. They found that one in eight Irish uh, adults over the age of 50 um, is deficient in B12 and folate. So they recommend a supplement for all of those. Yes. Most of us in, our, in Ireland, because it's a dark country, if we don't get out in the sun enough, we're recommended to take a vitamin D supplement. Yes,
0: I take it myself.
4: Do you? Yeah, and, and and it's a good thing to take and a lot of people find that their mood is a lot better if they're taking this vitamin D supplement and most countries um, recommend that that babies are supplemented with vitamins. Yes, C and D. yes,
0: and I hear the point, and and you make it very eloquently and well. The other thing I'm just thinking here just comes to my mind. You mentioned whole of life, so a baby's born, and many mums try to breastfeed, or if not, they go on to you know the 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 bottle, and uh, they make up the foods, etc. What about a baby starting a baby off from the start of life? What what's the options there?
4: Well, the be- the best thing you can do, if you possibly can, is breastfeeding yes your baby uh, we we know this the World Health Organization has issued statements on this it 's the natural thing to do uh, it 's also a, a way to form a lovely bond with your baby it 's what mm. every animal does, but I do appreciate that some women have difficulty yes so there there are vegan formulas on on the market now, and there are also breast banks, so women who have um, can spare some of their own milk can can uh, pump it and bottle it and give it to mothers who would like to use breast milk but for whatever reason can't use their own but at all stages of life right from infancy pregnancy infancy right up to old age including those with special needs um, and athletes uh, you can get all the nutrients that you need in a plant diet you know jane buxton has also criticized the protein content of a, a plant diet. But, you know, let me tell you, protein deficiency is virtually unheard of outside of areas of malnutrition and hunger in this mm. world. Mm. It's vastly overestimated. And if you think of the animals that, that the most non-vegans eat, cows and, and, and sheep and pigs, they all eat a plant-based diet. Mm to produce the flesh that people are buying in the supermarkets and the eggs and the and the dairy and it, it's not true that you need to comp- combine a lot of foods to get all the amino acids that you need Pla- plants plants contain sufficient essential amino acids they're the ones that our bodies can't make and we also store them so if you're eating a good variety of food you definitely will get all the the protein you need
0: A a, a couple of points I want to raise because time will beat us she she also talks about the emissions and and she's talking about the UK she says uh, emissions from animal agriculture are lower than emissions from other industries
4: well, you see, you have to look at it, first of all, you have to look at it globally and you also have to look at it from the production and the consumption point of view. So the UK has, has a lot of heavy industry and that's why animal agriculture production is lower than maybe o- other industries. In Ireland, it's significantly higher. We're almost at 40% from from agriculture, most of that from animal agriculture. That's similar to the global figure, which is about a third. But if you take the point that she made about the UK, the UK is not self-sufficient in the production of food. So they're importing animal products for their population to eat from countries like Ireland. And those animal products have a a cost in terms of emission and environmental destruction, deforestation, uh, loss of species, uh, loss of biodiversity, pollution, pandemics. So we have to look at it globally, and we know that we can vastly reduce our greenhouse gas emissions and other the other harms of animal agriculture by being vegan and consuming a plant-based mm. diet. The emissions um, are about half. And you know, Jerry, it's not only what we eat. Being vegan is about recognising that we're just one of many species, all of whom have Right to live here. So, the human supremacist notion that regards this world and all its resources as ours, belonging to only one species to do what we like with, that's actually the big battle that we have to face in terms of climate change, environmental destruction, and our future on Earth. So, it's not a simple case of Eating a plant-based diet—it's mm. about rejecting speciesism, and it's about living living vegan.
0: Yes, and y- you know, uh, <laughs> the more I see what's going on in the world, you can understand that it's at the root cause of war and greed and a lot that's going on as well. Eric's on to yeah. say, thank you, Eric. To say hi, Jerry. Uh, so interesting listening to Sandra. I believe that every school should teach and introduced vegetarianism and veganism. It's a very noble cause, says Eric this afternoon. Just before we finish, um, you know the whole area of, you know, ethically rare animals that have room to roam free and, you know, they live a good life before their lives are ended. She touches on this as well. What's your view on that?
4: That's a complete myth. There's no way that we can... Um, use the life of another being who has the same feelings as us and who values their life just as much as we value ours. Um, Exploit them for their bodies and kill them ethically. We can't do this. Even in environmental terms, this is a complete myth, because the grass-based system of the so-called free-living animals is a net producer of greenhouse gas emissions. You know, regardless of the type of farming used, uh, the, the animal agriculture harms the environment and it contributes significantly to the climate catastrophe as well as the fact that morally you know, this is an abomination to be doing this to other animals and just to pick up on what Eric said there, thank you for your comment Eric, but vegetarianism is not what we should be aiming for, we should be aiming for no use whatsoever of other animals, Mm. veganism is a way of living that doesn't exploit or use other animals to the best of our our ability, so we we don't use them for entertainment or labour, we don't use them in our clothing, we don't wear them, uh, we don't eat them. We have 100% plant diet. And that's what all the reports that link um, human health and sustainability they're all saying we need to, this is the system that we need to move towards. And I appreciate that a lot of farmers um are up in arms about this because they're they're afraid change is difficult for all of us it's difficult for me it's difficult for all of us, but they're not alone you know we need our governments to support them and there is a growing demand for uh, not only vegan food but you see it in in the shops now I oh, was delighted to see that on your facebook page you had an ad, let everybody know you don't need to buy anything from Amazon today. We do need to reduce our consumption in general and this is something that Jane Buxton has said. But, you know, people do buy clothes, they do buy handbags, they do buy shoes and They have vegan ranges now as well, so it's not just diet. It's
0: not just diet either. No, no, indeed it isn't. There
4: is a demand for
0: it. Mm. Sandra, always good to talk to you and hear your perspective as well, and you have a growing following for sure. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today.
4: Thank you, Jerry. Nice to speak to you again.
0: You too. Take care of yourself. That Sandra Higgins, there, MD of Go Vegan World and Eden Farmed Animal Sanctuary. That book is called "The Great Plant-Based Con" uh, by Jane Buxton. That I was quoting from there as well. We have an issue, and there is fear, and we depend an awful lot on our farming community and what we produce. I want to say that in defence in this country, and to just walk away from it is not an option at this time. But there has to be a uh, real debate and discussion this and, uh, you know, it's not going to go away. This little planet of ours, it has limited resources. We all know that for sure. Late Lunch LMFM Radio. Up next it's your 2 on Tuesday. Mark's been listening to Sandra. Thank you, Mark, for getting in touch with us. He's in Kells this afternoon. He said um, that humans would not have evolved if we were not omnivores. It's only now that we have the technology to enable us to choose to be a vegan. Yet, I myself have actually cut down on meat eating because, strangely, I I've lost the taste for it, says Mark. Thanks indeed for your comment. Now you're two on Tuesday. Uh, Louise, you went to Australia. What year were you in Australia? Late 90s. Uh, Yeah, you were ahead of this one anyway. Anyway, our two on Tuesday was number one in Australia and Austria, the two A's. It was a big song, I have to say. It was released on the 20th of June, 2000, the millennium year from their debut album. It sold 5 million copies worldwide, making number one, as I said, in Oz and Austria. It's uh, by an American rock band called Wheatis. Do you remember them? Do you remember Wheatis? No. I I wonder, was this a one-hit wonder? I must check it out. Mm. But, you see, it's our two and Tuesday because it fell short only just in the UK. And here it is, just for you today. Remember it? Teenage Dirtbag. Here we go. Yes, Teenage Dirt Bag by Wheatus. It was a one hit wonder, Louise almost yeah. Good. <laughs> you don't like it.
1: No, I, I wouldn't be mad about it, no.
0: You don't like it. Well, as we do each week, I'm sure you and our listeners want to hear the song mm. that kept it from the number one spot. That actually was number two in the UK for two weeks. But the song that kept it off top spot was number one for four weeks in 2001 and was one of the biggest selling singles of the naughty subsequently. There you go. The band was formed by Andy McCluskey, Frontman, of new wave orchestral manoeuvres in the dark you know their play a yes. name in Navin the football OMP. club OMP the football club yes and Stuart Kershaw another member of the band they formed it and they hired Liz McLaren and Heidi Range and you know who the third famous member of Tommy Kitten was
1: oh the girl that married Brian McFadden was it no
0: Kerry Katona. Perry, yes, yeah. was the third member. That was the original lineup. Katona actually left the band before this song hit number one. You like this one? I think most people do. I do. Let's have the number one that kept Weedus off the top spot. Atomic Kitten, the song that uh, prevented a two-on-Tuesday teenage dirtbag by Wheatis making number one in the UK charts. It was there for four weeks, a huge seller altogether. Louise, there's a parody in that song, but it's half two in the afternoon and we are moving on on late lunch. I know
1: what it is. <laughs> Forrest's got a goal again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Paddy Goodwin would be delighted with that. I'll have to check with Paddy. Is that actually the parody that uh, uh, applies to Nottingham Forest Football Club? Um I was thinking of something <laughs> different altogether. And it's I not know you are. <laughs> not in a forest or goals, to be honest with you. Anyways, we'll move on on the show on this day next week on the Tuesday. We will bring you another two on Tuesday. But up next on the show, yes, Thursday is a huge day. It's Bloomsday. And uh, we're talking about it next with a man who's doing something special in late town. Tony Weldon is with us on Late Lunch. I have to say, during my lifetime, it's certainly taken legs and grown, and it's getting bigger and bigger every year in this country and around the world. What am I talking about, Bloomsday? Yes, it's happening on Thursday, the 16th of June, as it does every year, because it celebrates James Joyce and his seminal work, Ulysses, which was written about June the 16th, 1904, and involving the character Stephen Dedalus leopold and molly bloom and more besides i'm joined on the line now by a man who's marking the day in laytown in county meath and he's going to tell us the story behind it i want to welcome to the show tony weldon hello tony
6: Good afternoon, Gary. Lovely, lovely day out here in Betty's town.
0: Oh, it's beautiful all around, and there's even nicer weather on the way. Can I say something to you before we begin? You have an uncanny look of the man himself, Mr Joyce. Do people remind you of that?
6: Oh, I sometimes get get a kick up the arse about that <laughs> all right. But um I did play I did I did play a small part in a film that was filmed ten years ago called Shem the Penman. It's about Joyce and his relationship with John McCormick. Right. See Jerry, a lot of people don't know. Joyce could have been a, a professional singer. He had a beautiful voice, very like Carreras, lo- lovely and gentle.
0: Mm. Um
6: so basically um
0: Tell us the story of you because I know you're fascinated by this man and this event that's happening on Thursday. Take us back. This all took legs during Covid.
6: Yes, it did, Jerry. Um during Covid we were all bored out of our trees and um I, I, I would have gone to to Dublin for for the Joyce stay mm. for the last 30 years or so and I would meet all the different people, you know, yeah. the usual. Yes rent a crowd. Um, so I, I had this idea. I said, look, why not? We'll do it in the garden. Hmm. So um, I spoke to Marie, my wife, and I said, look, Marie, let's do Joyce's stay in the garden. I have a big enough garden. We can use the patio as a stage and then we can put the tables in the right order so that we're, we're behaving as the rules applied. Yes. So that was grand. Marie said yes. So I then got in touch with the neighbours. I, I invited them. I said, look, there's only two criteria. First of all, you have to dress for the occasion. And secondly, you have to make a contribution. Now, what I mean by that is a song, a poem, or a reading, or play a music, something in the music line. Mm. So they all left at it. The first time we did it, we had 14 people and the day was a huge success. My trouble is getting rid of them, but (laughs) nevertheless. um, Now, on the day, Marie cooked a huge, big fry, which is traditional on the day. Yes. Everything on the pan, she she, she substituted kidneys with very thin slices of liver and we served that with with chips, Barry's tea and the best of wine. And, And
0: that's the way it went. Um, okay. And what year was that was that 2000, uh, 2020 or 2021? Uh, no, 2019. We started in 19. So oh, it started in 19. Okay. 2019 was the first year. Yeah. Uh, that was this oh, covid. Was that pre-covid or No, no, it was just when covid When covid it was just hit. when the okay.
6: covid thing yes, relaxed. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, okay. 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 So that was 19. What did you do in 20? Well, we did the same thing in the garden. Okay. 2021? Um, the numbers were bigger yes Um,
6: now I have to say um, during the time before I go on about the way the day planned out I had I had wonderful help my right hand man was Sean Nulty. Mm. unfortunately Sean may not be with me this year he's not that well right now as well as that Des Clinton came out and he filmed today as well as Adrian Peterson Mm. so Adrian is away, just the way life is. Adrian's gone to America this morning, so Yvonne is coming out to film today.
0: Lovely. That's so, this so, year's day. So, look, just to be clear for listeners, 19, 20, 21, we're in 22 now, and you are opened up again. So, your garden, it seems, is not big enough for Joyce. It's not.
6: No, it's not. And And the last thing I want to be doing is saying, sorry, we can't accommodate you. So, anyway... I, I I I know Jimmy Gillan and Emer very well for the last 30 years or so. I, we often went up there and played music. Mm. And I said, Jimmy, now Jimmy is big into theatre. Mm. And his wife's an artist as well as a nurse in the Lourdes. So I said, Jimmy, how about doing the Joyce Day in your place? Mm. So he said, leave it with me. So, and he came back to me the, the same day. He said, yes, Tony, we're all for it. So we're going to have Joyce Day outside the cottage inn, Starting at 1 o'clock on Thursday. And it, they'll be seating for 40 or 50 people. And if it rains, we have an awning in the back okay. where we can have it. Now, um, Jimmy tells me now he's going to do, he, he won't be overdoing the prices. A pint, a glass of wine or whatever, it's only going to be a fibre And he's going to provide sandwiches during the day and a traditional garden sola. <laughs> you couldn't be without Joyce with that so that's no. that's the way it's going to be okay and is it, is it
0: is it oh, is it a, a, an open invitation to anybody to come along or are there criteria again must you must you dress up and contribute well it's it certainly
6: look at Jerry it's certainly an open invitation
2: okay
6: but we want you to make an effort mm. We don't want to come in with your mucky boots on or something, <laughs> you know, because there's going to be two or three photographers there, and they're going to be capturing the day. It's about making memories, making friends.
0: Yeah, well, Winlay, I just want to say something, because top of the show, we were talking about that no-no fashion trend, socks and sandals. You are not welcoming Gillis with socks and sandals on Thursday. Would that be fair to say?
6: <laughs> or bathing suits, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, that would be fair to okay, say. Okay. So, at. I mean, who am I to say get out? I won't be told that. And I know, now, I, know, I, I know. I have to tell you, Jerry. I have a clatter of friends coming from all over, the, from all over Leinster, coming. Mm. There's joy seeing people coming from Trim, Summerhill, Kells, Nav, etc. And there's a lady coming called Holmes. Mm -hmm. No, sorry, Shannon from Summerhill. And this lady has done the Joyceian Trail from... From Paris to Trieste up to up to zurich, so i 'm looking forward to hearing your yes. story so there 's going to you be know.
0: plenty of uh Joyce and yarns told and stories and people with different experiences as well, so oh, it starts a one
6: it is, look at yeah i 'll be m c for the day good man and i 'll be keeping an eye on whether the people are falling asleep or yawning and if i see <laughs> if I see something happen i I could break into song just like now um <laughs> Gilness pub is heaven with coffee at 11 then a stroll down late town strand no need to hurry, no need to worry, you're a king. Your lady is a queen. Late and Strand is heaven with coffee at 11. Then a stroll down Leyton Strand. We're here to hear the music, and all we can put music is a lot of nonsense too. John Nolte plays his mandolin while sitting in his chair. A lady says, what did you say? I thought you said something else. Oh, no, I said he's plucking. And not the other word. Oh, at, at Gilness Pub and a sunny
0: morning. morning. Well, good on you yeah. that's the way we keep them awake <laughs> god the late great Noel Pearson I think of him what our uh, Noel what was his name Noel that, Noel, Co- Noel, Noel Coward n- no 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 I'll think of it in a minute the man with the big grey beard that's right yeah wasn't it Noel god his name escapes yeah, me come. at the minute no, leave, it, leave it Jerry to come out I no our listeners it. will tell but, me um, who are we thinking about go on
6: during the day anyway I I, um, I sing the song that Joyce sang yes at at uh, no parcel, no parcel. We got a prompt from the background oh, there. Yeah, that's, that's Marie <laughs> um, So uh, I, I sing the song that Joyce sang at the Fesh Yes, he
0: sang. The, he, he sang uh, a very beautiful song. And, um, you're going to do that. Stopped. You're going to do that as well on the day. Anyway, look, I, on, I, yeah. I, I'm i going to have to leave it there shortly. Before I do, I just want to ask you this. Why the fascination with Joyce? Because Ulysses itself, you know, you're, I don't have to remind you, it's a difficult book to read and interpret as well. But why is there such a focus on the man and this particular work? In, in a few words from you, please. Well,
6: basically, Jerry. You know, when when Joyce wrote this book, it took him 10 years to complete it. Mm. He wrote it to challenge the world for as long as the world continues, because that's basically what Joyce does. Mm. Every one of his books, from Portrait of an Artist to The Dubliner to Finnegan's Wake and Ulysses, all of his books are intertwined. Mm. The book Ulysses is broken down in 18 parts. Mm. And each part is different. So, I mean, I have it. I've dipped in and out of it. But you'd, you'd, you'd be a lunatic trying to make head or tail yes, of it. You yes, know? But
0: obviously it is regarded as a seminal work, not just in this country, around the world. And as you said, it challenges and still continues to challenge today. Well, my God, this is fantastic. Bloomsday is happening in Leytown, Gilness, the Cottage Inn, 1pm from Thursday. Do dress up if you're going to go along. Have a party piece arranged. Great day, afternoon, evening and night guaranteed.
6: That's definitely going to be the way. <laughs> um, I'm going to finish off again because I missed out. Edgillness uh, pub is heaven With coffee at 11 and a stroll Down late town strand No need to hurry, no need to worry, you're a king, your lady is a string and Strand is wonderful there's music in the air Sean Lultie plucks his banjo while sitting in his chair. I look, misses I said pluck <laughs> not pluck the rest. You know yourself. <laughs> I so know. Oh, have
0: a pint. Well listen you've a lovely sweet voice and there'll be more of that to be enjoyed <laughs> Terry, on Thursday. Thank Terry, you for joining me. Thank you very much indeed and I I appreciate your interest.
6: Not at I all. I look forward to talking to you next year.
0: Please God. God bless you. Have a great time. Thanks bye, for joining bye, me bye. Tony. Bye bye. The wonderful uh, Boolean and Tony Weldon there. That's going to be someday on Thursday in Gilness, isn't it? Oh, wouldn't you love to be there? You can be there. It's an open invitation. Late lunch, LMFM Radio, still to come on the show. More from Tina the Musical, my soundtrack this week. And we're going to be chatting to two local women who say they owe their lives to Navin A&E. You know the controversy going on at the moment and all the chat. Ken had it this morning uh, on the Michael Reed show all about the ins and outs and the politics of Navin A&E closing. We're going to hear from two local women who can testify that their lives were saved by a quick visit there. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio, stay with us on the show. Like done, and
2: maniac, maniac, sure
0: know. Michael Cimbello, and like Maniac, doing, and massive disco for. hit many moons ago. She's Put that on the deck and the place go bananas for sure and you can go bananas in your back garden yes it's back this year the back garden festival with harvey norman and jbl if you're planning on chilling in the back garden you will be over the coming days the weather is improving check out the back garden festival stream with your biggest festival favorites you can listen on the lmfm app or at lmfm.ie and again that comes to you courtesy of harvey norman and jbl your specialists in sound this summer. Well done, Neve Fagan. A pair of tickets for you to the Marty Party variety show happening at the TLT Theatre in Drogheda on Friday, June 24th. Tickets from the TLT box office or the TLT.ie if you want to buy them online. Neve, you're going along. A pair of tickets for you. Thanks to everybody who was in touch with us. Louise, am I booking the trend? Do you think I'm booking? You're just the sad. Trend? <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right I am sad you used sad. to
1: be given out to me for watching it
0: yeah and after all these years I think it was boredom brought me to it to be honest with you I'm talking folks I'm watching Love Island
1: he's yes. hooked on Love Island he's not just watching it <laughs> he reads about it he talks about it <laughs>
0: What do you like? As someone would say, Kelly. What do you like? What's going on? You know, I just stumbled across it. I would never intended, but you said to me, "It it's is. One it's one of those, those, those things." Shows. If you actually just start watching it, you have it to keep going back. Something of calls you, doesn't it? To yeah. wa- to watch it. Now I was dipping in and out, but I watch. No, the last few nights have been been glued. Yeah, to it.
1: you've been messaging me. Are you watching? It? <laughs> going, no, I've put my child to bed.
0: No, she has no batteries for the remote I have control. No Will you tell for them the, the bloody now TV. truth?
1: I've to get some on the my home. <laughs>
0: and I forgot—I've loads of them in the house. Anyway, uh, anyway, you 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 are keeping in touch. Well, I'm keeping you in touch. Mm-hmm. Afia was. Who's
1: your favourite? Tasha. Who? Yeah. Oh, Tasha. No, but what couple is your favourite? <laughs> I don't know who she's
0: with. She could be with the fella she's with now, but I, I hope she wins it. Right. I, I really do, but Afia was dumped last night, and I was—I was—I was in a bit of a sweat because I wanted Paige to stay in. I want her to stay in. Okay. And she and Afia were nominated, and the new guy who came in, Jax, the rugby league player, he had to—the poor fella, you know—pick one of them and dump the other. So, Avi went, Paige stayed There's two new boys arriving tonight That's going to put the cat among the pigeons now for Well, sure. somebody's
1: just left without even arriving If you know what I mean what? Somebody that was due to come on the show in the next few days Has just said, nah, it's not for me, I'm gone
0: Or well, maybe there'll only be one then tonight mm, They were teeing maybe. up two of them But we'll, we'll, we'll see this evening what happens um, How many series is this? It must be, it's on years, isn't it? It is on a good few years, yeah. How the hell have I started watching this at just at this stage? Don't ask me how or why, but I am anyway. I
1: believe that girl is an Sue. Am I saying her name yes, right? Yes, yes. I believe she's the kind of she's been likened to Maura Higgins. In stirring up, oh, the pot. she
0: has gone in and shook it up big time with, you know, with the girls and the boys for mm-hmm. sure. You could see that was our mission to go in and do that, you know. Oh, she's she's certainly one to watch for sure. But uh,
1: no socks and sandals there. Oh
0: well, I tell you, <laughs> well. I- Thank God, it's high heels and everything else besides. But, you know, the boys were looking to do some ironing last night. And I thought, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, there was one of them, seriously, there was one of them knew how to, actually there was one of them knew how to use an iron. But it just shows I often said to you, lads don't really use an iron, to be honest with you. I never had in my lifetime and it just proved a point as well. You've
1: never in your life used an iron? No. Not even for
0: a shirt? No, no. No, no never, never. Ironing is not on my my radar whatsoever. Anyway,
1: Still a video of you <laughs> trying to iron a shirt.
0: <laughs> anyway, you wouldn't have much difficulty ironing what the girls are wearing anyway. <laughs> wouldn't take much. <laughs> late launch LMFM radio David Finnegan sent me a lovely picture I mentioned Marty Morrissey will be with us next week on the show picture of his dad who's 86 he tells us on his way to Salou, and he met Marty at the airport and a lovely picture of them. and that's the type of fella he is for sure he uh, no bother he loves people and he's always amenable to photographs and more besides I'm looking forward to having a chat with him next week on the show now my uh, soundtrack this week is from Tina Turner the music. And Tina Turner, a.k.a. Anna Mae Bullock, let me tell you, was born on November 26, 1939. She's 82 years young at the moment and she lives in Switzerland. And uh, the musical, this musical charts the story of her life and what a life story she has. And it's done through the songs which have seen her become the most popular and best-selling recording artist of all time. The story begins where she grew up in Nutbush, Tennessee, where she was reared by her grandmother, Georgiana after her mum, Zelma, left home with her older sister, Aline. Some years later, however, with her grandma's blessing, Anime Tina, goes to live with her mother and sister in St Louis. And it's there that her vocal talent is really recognised and where she meets Ike Turner, who actually gave her the name Tina. She balked at the name initially, but then... Accepted and by God has that name become famous. She performed with him and they married despite the fact that Tina was pregnant with fellow band member Raymond Hill's child, a son called Craig subsequently she had. She had a son Ronnie with Ike who had two other children himself from a previous relationship. But most people have the gist of what happened. The marriage was so abusive. Uh, from the off nearly and she stayed with him despite all right through the 60s even into the 70s until listen to this 1976 she fled and guess what she was penniless And she relied on food stamps at that stage to survive. Unbelievable, isn't it? Anyway, she filed for divorce subsequently, left Ike behind, and I'll pick up the story from there tomorrow. What a show. It's playing at the moment in the UK, in the USA, and in other places all over the world. If you get a chance, go and see it. promise you, you'll love it. Today, I pick a song from the repertoire of songs from the musical that sums up the time she had that situation where she was expecting uh, Raymond Hill's child and yet at the same time would go on to marry Ike and this song was about Raymond and the child she was expecting and their relationship
2: Let me say the same baby Since we've been together Ooh, loving you forever all I need Let me be the one you come running to oh.
0: Simply love that song Let's stay together Tina Turner from the musical Tina the musical And I'll bring you another song and more about it Tomorrow on the show round about this time Mary says Oh Jerry, you let me down watching that crap Didn't think you would waste time I'm starting with Love Island Mary I tell you everything I'm honest with you She could hide it and be a closet islander And then what would you think of me Anyway, i will be tuned in tonight at nine for sure. And if Louise gets the battery Show, she'll see it at some stage. Late lunch, LMFM radio, final break of the afternoon coming. And then we're going to have a chat with Rose Healy and Marie Hammond. They want to tell their stories about Navin A&E and how it saved their lives. We're going to talk for the next few moments about Navin A&E dominated the airwaves here this morning with Ken. We're talking now to some people who have uh, to uh, thank Navin A&E uh, for surviving. Marie Hammond is on the line. Hello, Marie. Hello.
7: Hello. How are you? Yes, I have a big thank you to them. 13 years ago, um I drove my husband to uh, Navan A&A. We were only about 10 minutes away. I didn't realise he was actually having a heart attack. And when we arrived at the hospital, within three minutes, he was in cardiac arrest.
0: My, oh, my. And Doug is was, your husband's name, isn't it? Yes, yeah,
7: so. that's right. Mm. And uh, only we were there and they took him in straight away and he was actually gone. He was gone for seven minutes.
0: My, so but um, for you, got in there on time and people were there to work on him. Absolutely,
7: absolutely. Like we are an hour away from anywhere else. He, he was gone, he was gone. Five years ago, he had a stroke.
2: Mm.
7: I had to wait um, about 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Uh, an ambulance was coming from Drada. By the time they got here, he uh, had lost his speech. He was paralysed down one side. But they were able to get him into Navin Hospital in about five minutes and he made quite a good recovery. We are so grateful, so grateful, and it is so sad that this is happening
0: and you yourself have to thank them as well because you uh, had a brush with uh, I dangerous I
7: certainly did I certainly did about six years ago I had a very bad asthmatic attack I didn't have asthma I got it very late in life and my son drove me into um, NAV and into the A and the doctors said to my son you're so lucky she would not have laughed at the night I hadn't got a breath You know, we've been so lucky and so grateful. And also, um, my husband had COVID. And uh, on the 10th day, he had uh, dreadful breathing problems. I was able to take him in. He was admitted straight away. Within a few days, he was doing so well. It's a wonderful hospital. Absolutely wonderful. I'm so worried now. But Mm. hopefully... There's a lot of people in Avon, it's a, a big population.
0: Yes, it, 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 it is indeed. Yeah. So your stories are very important to you and your family and many others. Just yeah, stay are. with me there, Marie, because Hilary Kavanagh is in Kells today. Hello, Hilary. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Not too
5: bad, Gerry. How
0: are you? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for joining us on the show. Tell us your story, please. Um,
5: here about three weeks ago, Jerry, I um, felt unwell. And uh, on the Sunday night, I couldn't go up the stairs. I was out of breath. So when I finally um, got to the top of the stairs and into my room, um, I couldn't breathe. Mm. So I sat down on the bed, I'd say from half ten that Sunday night until half four on the Monday morning. And I had to text my daughter, Jessica, to come into the room to me because I couldn't breathe. So Jessica called the ambulance and two lovely guys came out um, brought me to Navin Hospital and the doctors and no- nurses couldn't do enough for me. They looked after me so well, but then they discovered then I had sepsis.
0: My oh my, you were on uh, a very sticky wicket, weren't you?
5: That's correct, Jerry. And um, I was in hospital for a week. I came home on the Friday. Uh, now it has infected me lungs. Mm. That um, the breathing now has calmed down an awful lot. They put me on different medication, and the tablets I'm on is um, I have to take them at night. Yeah. So, so the uh, I was just lucky mm. that if I if I had to leave her for a half an hour to an hour, um, that morning I wouldn't be sitting here with my family and I wouldn't be talking to you, Jerry.
0: It's as serious as that and obviously it's a frightening scenario not being able to, br- to catch your breath so you you're in Kells the proximity of Navin to you is is a huge reassurance
5: It is because that's the only hospital that um, any of us can go to now the next one could be Drogheda mm. or it could be Dublin Yeah Now that um, Padleto Tobin got on to me to go on the um, Joe Duffy show Mm. And um the with they talking about closing down A and E, I don't think it's a good idea. They should leave her open because there's there's all young and old and um especially with old people that they need the hospital near handed some if God forbid if they ever got sick. Mm.
0: Jerry McEntee was on uh, the Michael Reed show this morning with Ken Murray, and you know Jerry well, he's a, a, an do. eminent physician. And, you know, he spoke, you know, he understands the huge concerns, but he he gave the examples of other smaller hospitals that are functioning very well around the country and that they're having the expertise, much better expertise, in a centre of excellence. You know, the way this has been the policy over a number of years now, he felt is. Um, perhaps a better scenario, what do you say to that? You know, even though Drawhad is a bit farther away, I understand that.
5: Well, uh, when I was in A&E that morning, that Monday morning, and the amount of people that was still waiting to get seen to, now the doctors and nurses were off their feet, Mm. and fair play to them, they've saved me life, along with my daughter has saved me, Jessica, and um, I could never thank Jessica enough for um, saving me life,
0: Yes, yes, but you you are still of the view even though you know there's an opinion a centre of excellence is better in a region that Navin should be retained.
5: Well, uh, Navin should be saved because uh, it's the only nearest hospital that between Kells Navin and that boy. Yeah. They are the only, they are, they are the three towns. Yes, and the that
0: substantial, are, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the substantial towns as well. Stay there a second. Back to Marie. Marie, I just point, put that to you as well. Centres of excellence in a bigger regional hospital is the way to go. What's your feelings?
7: Well, if we had to go, the, the more than five, ten minutes my husband would be dead, it wouldn't matter what excellence was there, he was dead.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: You know. And we've been able to get on with our lives, go to work, pay our taxes. Like, this is a disgrace.
0: It's um, a, a big issue now at the moment, and it, it's in focus for sure. And I just heard Peter Fitzpatrick, the loud independent TD, calling on the minister to come into the doll and clarify the situation because there's a lot of talks going on, rumours, innuendo, is it, isn't it? Would you like to see that happen sooner than later, one way or the other?
7: I'd like to see something happen very soon and we all have to stand up and be counted here. Mm. You know, they cannot because there's 200,000 people in Natham.
0: Yeah,
2: it's. You
7: no, know, like a lot yeah. of votes, a mm. lot of votes as well, mm. you know.
0: Yeah, and that's for shopping. sure. And they're shopping. going to come into play shortly. Ladies, yeah. I have yeah. to leave it there for today. I hear your stories, they're powerful. Thank, thank you, you both for joining me. Take care of yourselves. Bye bye, bye bye. That's uh, Hilary Kavanagh there in Kells and Marie Hammond telling the human side of. The great work that Navin has been doing for people in the catchment area as well. This story is going to run and Ken is back in the morning. I'm sure he'll be picking up on this one tomorrow. Join him, of course, after the nine o'clock news. Eddie Caffrey's waiting to uh, take the hot seat here on LMFM Radio with The Drive. Wonderful music, traffic, more besides. Stay with us here on LMFM tomorrow on Late Lunch. Newsreader Eileen Dunn is joining us. She's a... uh, quitting the news uh, later on this year. Tony Conlon's with us on the motoring front. I'm sure we're going to be talking about fuel prices and more besides Wednesday afternoon for your midweek late lunch. Thanks to everybody who joined us today. Have a lovely evening. Enjoy the weather. Get out into the garden. But do come back and join us for your late lunch. Midweek Wednesday from 1.30. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Opal, Draw her to Dundalkin Cavan. Discover the all new Opal Maka, featuring Opal's
2: iconic new signature visor, stunning Opal Pure Panel, and a choice of petrol,
0: diesel, or fully electric. The new Opal Maka is less normal, more Maka. Visit blackstonemotors.ie.
7: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra.